down, down, down. We've drifted across a ghostly river and into golden heaven. And before our party, it rises in all its resplendent decadence, calling out to any with a piece of their soul stuck to the deities of debt and commerce. The palace multifaceted. Within this respite and prison lies our target, steel dancing in hatred, and the entourage she has gathered around himself. Therein will our party find the first steps to discovering what life holds beyond the call of the heart, if such a life exists for them at all. Doman Blight has ferried them here on a blood-blessed vessel and through the clutches of the wretched beasts of the Rythrim. The Delvers have proven themselves to be equipped for the worst, but what awaits them within these new gilded boulevards, and what faces will find them, and what hungers will be awoken within them when they see what could possibly await them on the other side of death itself, when you put your soul in the hands of capricious gods, of coin, and folly, Aldous, and more. This week on Hallowed Shores. The Transthanatogian vessel finds itself pulling up to the pier on the edge of the palace multifaceted. Metaphysics has parted and the Rythrin has given way to the docks of the edge of the palace multifaceted where you see something like a port town, um, something like a, a, an Italian fishing village, all white stucco, in this case gilded on the edges with gold and blues and reds, azurite and incarnadine colors blazoning every other street corner, as well as a bevy of occupants of all kinds, shapes, and sizes. Uh, some of you may know, Alessa in particular, the nature of Incarnadine and Azurite Heaven, the palace multifaceted where you have found yourself, allows you to buy anything and everything. That includes your appearance, that includes where you live, that includes the life that you lead. And you can tell by the menagerie before you, uh, people get extreme with it. Gangling limbs and bulging eyes, idealized body forms you not in a thousand years would begin to imagine would be anyone's ideal. Yet, there they trod, on water-slicked tile, cement, and carpet. The outdoors of, of this pier dock city is a collage, uh, pieced together from hedonism and dreams. But you dock about as far away as you can, on, on a pier that almost looks derelict. Simon yells something out to Doman, Doman yells something back to Simon, all hidden in the flush of the water and then the crash of the waves and the, the general cacophony beginning to waft its way from the edge of the port. And uh, finally, Doman releases the controls to Simon to uh, begin to throw ropes over to the side of the pier to, to begin to actually uh, moor yourself. Who's going to assist with this mooring process? Mob will. Cool. Uh, yeah, Simon definitely is of, of the bunch. He trusts you the most. Um, and so he, he uh, jumps over to the, the side of the dock and calls over for you to throw ropes his way, um, kind of to begin to tie knots. Do you think Mob knows how to, like, boy scout his way around knots and stuff? 
I think Mob Mob knows how to tie a fairly decent knot. Maybe not like the hardiest of knots, but you know, uh, good enough to get by. Um, just for funsies, I'm not even gonna make you roll stress if this is a failure. Do you want to do a mend roll? Yeah. Okay. Freaking nailed it. <laughs> Uh, so with a with, with a perfect little flourish, you, you tie a glorious knot. Simon's visibly impressed, and uh, yeah, he he helps you or you help him. You both help each other lash the boat to the side of of uh, of this of this jetty. Uh, everybody else, where where are you on the boat whenever it docks? Setson's kind of sitting near the side of the boat, flipping through his journal, sketching a few things in. He's definitely focused on other things at the moment. He's kind of out of it. Yeah, where's his head at? Uh, right now, all he can think about is what he saw. Those figures, right? Yeah. All he can think of is what he saw and why he can't remember it. But... Yeah. Could you remind us of, of those figures? One of them was a friendly rival of sorts from his, uh, days during uh, the quote-unquote time-killer days. And the other was a figure that he knew he should know, but for some reason it completely escaped him. Does this does this boat have a, have a crow's nest? No, no. Okay. Uh, I sent the picture of it into the chat a while ago, but yeah, it's, it's like a tugboat. Um, so okay, there's yeah, like, yeah. You, can, you can climb on top of the bridge to get get like more of a view yeah i think um, i think alessa's just sitting on top of the bridge just um uh trying really hard and succeeding because it's something she's used to of uh trying not to think about the things that have happened in the last few hours yeah just and just focus straight on ahead um do you carry your your like your missives on you at all your orders do you write them down anywhere you know what I think they're burned into the palm of one of her, uh, one of her mannequin hands. Yeah, yeah. I think like the let, let's let's say let's say for expediency's sake, it's the one that's still there. Yeah. Uh huh. The one that's not a sword. She carries like a wood burner. Yeah. N well. Yeah. Uh, sure. I was thinking like more like. Um. The the bone broker like brands it onto her hand like ah don't forget. Oh, I like that. Oh, yeah, like the dust that, that um, he sends his little his little messages in. Like, the, some of the dust just sears onto the hand. Like, yeah. Like, just, just whip more. Mm-hmm. Um, sick. Could you, um, could you give us, like, a physical description of Alessa again, both for myself and for, for the... <laughs> yeah, it's a good thing I wrote it down. She's just a short, uh, kind of tough-looking, um, drow woman. Uh, she's uh, got no arms. Her arms are replaced by these uh, these wooden, um, very mannequin-esque looking arms. Uh, she's got these brands all over her body uh, that you can see. Uh, some looking a lot older than others, just all over all over the skin of her body, of different companies and very high uh, noble folks that that owned a piece of Alessa, be it through. Uh, just uh, many different means. Well, we we can get into it later. Of just like all like Alessa's past and everything she's gone through and and given her body away for. Yeah, and she she wears these just these tattered 
I keep saying tattered. Tattered's not the word I'm looking for. These, uh, these cobbled together different robes, some, some of which being her Azerite robes, some looking as though she stole them from palaces, and, and some just looking like little tattered hand-me-down things. Yeah, and that's, uh, that's, that's Alessa. Sort of a, a quilt-like uh, appearance to yeah, Alessa. Yeah, yeah, very quiltish. Patchwork, maybe, is the word you're thinking of. Absolutely, yeah, that's, that's what I'm looking for, patchwork. Yeah, yeah, no, that, that helps bring her, into, bring her into view for me. And uh, where do we find Marceline as, as we dock? Um, I guess Marceline um, is a little bit preoccupied by his uh, recent, his recent, uh, I guess you would call it an injury. Um, his arm having become sort of weird and distended and must like almost like bulging musculature that he can't really move very well. And so he's just trying to do some exercises to stretch it out. Those exercises being trying to stick it in a place and trying to bend it like a piece of wood. Almost. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. I can see the image. Yeah, exactly. Like hooking it under like the edge of the, the deck or something and like bending it up to make the elbow completely straighten out. Yeah, you, you can hear him um, sometimes when the waves aren't... Uh, when you when there aren't there's not so much of a hubbub. Uh, he's uh, he's just grunting and wheezing and going. Okay, all right. Um, yeah, that'll do it. Can almost get it ten degrees here. Okay, now just time to do some downward dog. And he's just lays down on the ground and really, really tries to get some sort of traction here. Um, with this limb. Yeah, I think it's on that scene um, of, of Marceline desperately trying to wrench his limb back into some form of control. Um, Doman gives you a whack on, on that, that expanded shoulder. Up and at him. Uh, We've arrived. Everyone, can you hear me? Uh, yeah, aye, I can aye. Hear you. Mm -hmm. Yep. Good. Welcome to Grifter's Jetty. This is the edge of the powerless multifaceted. Not exactly the finest place. Exactly where you'll find the kind of incarnadines that hatred truly deserves to be around. But he's further in. The city of gold lies a little deeper. You can see the edge of the ziggurats in the distance. It points a points a finger and yeah, poking through the, the kind of sprawl of attached hallways and rooms and buildings that I described last time. The, the entirety of the palace multifaceted is like um Again, sort of Piranesi-esque, uh, Escher-esque. There's, there's this endless connectedness of, of buildings that goes up and up and up and up and up. And uh, weather manifests but has difficulty reaching the quote-unquote ground level where you guys are. Um, but even poking through this sprawl, yeah, you can see this literally shining golden ziggurat um, in the distance. Steel dancing and hatred is there. I expect you recognize the rest of your mission from here on out. I would hope so. Yeah, bring it, bring his ass back here. Bring his ass back here. I yeah, that sounds um doable. Hopefully, uh, hopefully alive, right? Hopefully alive. If he's dead, you receive an extreme cut to your payment. The job is done and the contract is broken, but not in the way we would have liked. Right. I mean, strictly speaking, and I, I know we were talking about this before, uh, but you know, he's kind of in heaven already so the the metaphysics of a uh, death sort of um <clears throat> uh, i'm not quite sure 
what that entails, but sure, uh, alive, quote unquote. Uh, uh, metaphysically present, perhaps, is a better phrasing, framing for it. If he is killed in this place, he will be ejected from the heaven and sent back into the Rythron to be reborn, or to be destroyed. There are, there's a clause to the contract he made us all sign that involves his rebirth. He will uh, maintain a portion of the wealth no matter where he is reborn into. In Karn, we'll see to it. Before we go, uh, you wouldn't happen to have any rope that we could spare. I mean, just in case we need to tie him up or something. Uh, rope? Yes, I'm certain Simon has extra mooring rope underneath in the storage of the, of the vessel. Perfect. Not a terrible idea. You know, it's uh, a little difficult to uh, drag somebody back and, you know, get them to where they need to be if they're trying to run away the whole time. Not if you cut off their arms. <laughs> I like the way she thinks. I do not. Uh, let's see if we can't get some <laughs> rope. Yeah, and, and Simon can easily point you again. Yeah, there's plenty of extra mooring rope um, underneath. Great, great. Hanalor, Simon, and I will maintain the vessel. We won't risk making our way into the palace properly. Keep your eyes peeled. There are servants of Incarn everywhere. You especially want to keep your eyes peeled for the auditors. They're going to be looking for you to be spending, as a regular denizen of the palace would. If you are determined to be... Well, the outsiders we all are. You will be ejected. Violently. Spending, huh? Yeah. Are there kind of uh, disguises we should wear? I mean, uh, I'll admit. I'll be the first to admit. I don't exactly look like um, uh, the primest and proper uh, high roller that ever uh, entered heaven. Luckily, the regular occupants of the palace take forms of an incredibly wide variation. But, to get into the city of gold, yes, you will require finery of some kind. Unless you are entering in a less savory manner. My mom used to call me less than savory, so, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's how it work. Ooh, you could be our bodyguard! Yeah, bodyguard. I'll guard your bodies. Nice, yeah. Alright, sounds like we need to either find a way to sneak in or find a way to look like we don't need to sneak in. We got a plan! It's all about the way we carry ourselves. Just uh, pretend you've got all the money in the world and that uh, everybody who is like us is below us. Oh, honey, they already are. <laughs> Funny. Hanalar makes her way up from, from the bottom of the ship and uh, touches Simon on the small of his back and whispers something into his ear and then turns to you guys. Be careful, especially of the things out there. You can attempt to take them back, but the palace doesn't like loss. That's in Karn and Azor's realm. Right. You uh, take anything out without paying for it, and they uh, put your name on a list. You owe a debt. And in Karn is the last creature you want to owe a debt to. Yeah. Alyssa just like grazes like the back of her neck where some brands are, and just like shivers a little. <laughs> That's a... Uh... I guess we won't be doing any shoplifting. I wouldn't recommend it. Well then, let's get into this. Yeah, I'm making to get off of this little death trap. Let's get... And off you go. So, you begin to make your way into the the madness, I think is the easiest way to put it. I suppose the four of you are clustered together. Yeah. Makes sense. A little uncomfortably close. Yeah. There is an immense amount to 
the Grifter's Jetty. It is a fairly large district. Uh, you can see uh, dive bars, a uh, day spa, you see shrines. There, there's a, a giant square in the distance where clearly there's a street performance of some kind happening. Um, there are, you know, fishing stores. This is everything you can imagine. Sort of a, a coastal village would need is represented to some degree here. Uh, what is our uh, our first instinct? I guess we need to decide between the the four of us. Um, are we gonna try to Are we gonna try to fit in? Or are we gonna try to sneak in? How good are we? Setson asks at making up uh, fabrications. How good are we at uh, making things up about our past? Incredibly good. People tend to believe me. Honey, what do you, th- honey, what do you think my name is? Alessa. That's cute. That's really cute. Thank you. I uh. I want to say Stephanie. I mean. But I'm probably <laughs> wrong. Oh shit! Who told? No, it's not Stephanie, honey. No. <laughs> it's Alessa backwards. Oh no, you banished me! <laughs> you don't seem very banished. Arcella. What? What? Arcella. Uh, Arcella. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> Say it. <laughs> Alright, Hunter, roll up a new character. You heard me. <laughs> oh shit. Oh man. Damn it. He figured it out. Darn. Arcella is, is banished like the Beetlejuice. <laughs> No, but really, okay. So, what, um, what, what, what kind of plan does everyone feel most comfortable in? Because uh, both are probably going to involve a lot of lying and a little thievery. I'm not, um, I'm not exact. Well, I mean, I, I did play some uh play pretend back in back with the clutch, you know, when I was like three or four. You know, we used to pretend like we we're all riding horses and uh, gallop and uh, try and jump off really high things. That was a that was a heck of a lot of good time, but uh. Haven't done much of that recently. I think um, uh, if I try and uh, just uh, be a full-on um, just uh, a bodyguard, like a you know, like a like you're saying before, that would uh, that would probably be a uh, a little better for me. More of a straight shooter, you know. Uh, just like to talk people eye to eye, uh, one eye to both eyes, usually, you know. Honestly, here's what I'm thinking. Is anyone else here at all good at lying? Ooh, me, me. Is that really true? Yes. Okay, then honestly, I would say that me and Mob here, we we pose and lie, and the two the other two of use, you know, the for lack of a better word, more homely looking of us. You might just want to be quiet and pretend to be our bodyguards. It wouldn't be out of the question. We'd have two. There's two of us. You have no idea how good I am at making people stop listening to me. (laughs) (laughs) What'd you say? (laughs) Seriously, if somebody started explaining complicated math shit to you, you would tune them out instantly, right? You know, yeah, that's kind of true. I kind of turned you out uh, around the certain time you started talking. See? So, Wait, uh, ha- have you have you done that before? Have you done that before to me? Have you told me math stuff? Because I, honestly, I can't recall. And uh, maybe that's because you're so good. I mean, I recall one moment. And then, like, 
another one on the boat. Yeah, I think uh, I think I can pass as a uh, faux smart guy. <laughs> Who works out? I'm still a little hung up on this homely comment. All right, so it sounds like we're we're going to be pretending. We're going to be a little play pretending. Um, Cillian, I would like to use a skill uh, lost at all, um, and I would like you to tell me where the nearest. Well, this is going to be a, a tricky uh, question considering where we are. Where's the nearest source of wealth? Yeah, your uh, your nose, your your proverbial nose here that you use to sense out this kind of you know source of wealth. Yeah, goes insane. I mean, the obvious one, uh, the the largest source of wealth within you know anything close to a vicinity. Um, is going to be the City of Gold, the casino in the distance. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, nearby, kind of the of, of the, the immediate vicinity of, of the Grifter's Jetty. Yeah, something we'd need to get into the City of Gold. I think that's going to be a distant, what, what appears to be a mix between a shrine, you can see some like some sensuous uh, imagery of Incarn and Azorite and, and something like a dance um, surrounding a giant sign, La Fontaine de Jovence. This is a, also a spa, apparently, as you can tell by people entering in plush bathrobes and, and exiting looking, uh, uh, you know, red-faced and uh, pleased, if you will. Okay. Um, you, said it's, you said it's also a shrine? Yeah, people are clearly leaving offerings to Incarn and Azorite at the foot of their statues. Hmm. Ooh, that could that could break so bad. Um. <laughs> ooh, I don't know if I want to do that. <laughs> Wouldn't um, doubt. Do the interesting thing. <laughs> <laughs> what are we laughing at? I'm right there with you. Hunter and I have a long history of chaos together. Oh boy! Oh, this could break so bad. Uh oh. Oh, you know what? Uh, Alyssa, Alyssa pipes up to the group. Ah, uh, so um, I was gonna do a little something. I had a little errand to run by myself, but uh, ah, fuck it. You, you all seem like a, you all seem like a lot that doesn't know what's going on. So uh, why don't you come with me? And uh, maybe on the way, or maybe on the way back, or maybe during, another solution may present itself. Okay. Okay. Well, uh, I mean, you're not wrong. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, lead the way. All right. And Alessa is going to, um, pay a little visit to Whitmore if she can find him. Oh, boy. Yeah. I mean, I don't think it's too far out of the question that, um, you poke around a little bit, you ask questions. Let's see how much attention you accrue. Mmm. Let's do, um, uh, do a little echo roll. Yeah, well, uh, let's do Compel, um, and then, of course, pretty much the entirety of the palace is Haven. All right, perfect. I have both of those. Fantastic. Hey, that's a 10, baby! Hey! Very well, nice. The amount of attention you accrue is none, um, because in your in your your quick little jaunt around, um, yeah, you see sort of tucked up and up a little staircase. Um, I'm thinking, like, in San Antonio, when you kind of see one of those little shops that's, like, you know... Like, under the behind. bridge of the Riverwalk? Yeah, right? Like, there's just something sort of hidden there. Yeah, you, you see, there's a small, you know, there's the shells out in the front with, with sort of used, like, sort of discount barking books they're trying to get rid of. Whitmore's <laughs> hand-painted. 
Yeah, uh, we enter, or I enter at least. Yeah. Oh, oh, that's charming. Oh, hello. Can I help you? Oh, hi there. Uh, are you are you Mr. Whitmore? Around from these uh, these towering shelves that sprawl up to the ceiling, stacked high with tomes of every imaginable kind, uh, comes a very literally picturesque bookstore owner. You know, he's got a, a crop of, <laughs> of wisps of silver hair on top of his head, a, a pair of small glasses perched at the end of his nose. He's wearing a tweed vest. He's very clearly designed himself to look like the ideal old wizened bookshop owner. Yes, I am Whitmore. At your pleasure. How can I help you? Uh, this is quite a little, uh, quite a sweet little book sh- bookstore you got here. Hmm. <clears throat> Thank you. It is the pride of my afterlife. <laughs> uh, what a what a nice little dream. I always dreamed of having me a nice little afterlife. Uh, say, um, there's uh, there's one book I'm looking to see if you might be aware of, uh, and that would be the uh, the pocketbook of the Bone Broker. See, it's a uh, it ha- it has a little bit of a debt in it that I think has your name on it. He's carrying a little cane on him, um, and 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 the moment you say that, his hand swings down to the bottom of the cane. He grasps a portion of it. The now you see is a little thicker, um, and he cocks it like a shotgun. Uh, levers the cane up at you and uh, keeps it pointed at your chest. Okay, so far, just to clarify the scene, you've only described yourself as entering. I think oh, everybody sorry. else is still outside. No, you're okay. Just just make sure everybody's on the same yeah. page. I just I just didn't want to make that decision for everyone else. Yeah, I figured. Did anyone else enter with me? Alrighty. <laughs> nice. <laughs> oh, good. No, that's great. <laughs> it's personal business. Um. All right. So I have a I have a cane gun pointed to my head. Um. Are there any windows? Um. I like to think there are, but the way I'm imagining this entrance is the windows are sort of to to side like rooms and of of this very labyrinthine books bookshop like there's lots of very thin walkways in between stacks upon stacks upon stacks so from where they're standing um the windows can't they don't necessarily reveal them okay all right mister you wouldn't want to make a big mistake here would you in your nice little bookstore i got a couple guys outside who would just love to run a rowdy little mess all up in here. What do you want? I want what you owe. <sighs> Try searching all through that old, white, graying, piece of shit little brain of yours and give it to me. This is the good, good incarnadine shit. Doesn't, doesn't it feel good? <laughs> it does. Damn. All I did was play a really good boy last time. <laughs> yeah, fuck that. <laughs> I know exactly what I owe him. It's been many, many years. I thought I was free. What, what exactly do you owe him that he's forced you here? Um, Alessa pulls her, um, pulls some of her, like, uh, I imagine it's like sort of scarf-ish and shawl-ish up around the neck. She sort of, uh, you know, all of her quilted, 
uh, robes and such. I imagine she pulls a little bit, bit of it outward to show her shoulders, um, and it is just... It is it is a near a near maze of charred flesh of all of the brands upon her body, um, just uh, just just giving little little glimpses. Honey, <laughs> what don't I owe him? You have chosen a poor usurer to become involved with to that degree. I pity you. I don't need your pity. I need your debt. Well, I have unfortunate news for you. I don't have it anymore. I've sold it. Sold it to who? To the last headhunter the bone broker sent for me. I... I don't... Do you think you're the first? Don't be foolish. The book the bone broker gave to me has value nigh unimaginable. But it is limited in scope. So I parted with it. I parted with it to a man known as Weaves Silk Facade. Oh, you son of a bitch. <laughs> you absolute son of a bitch. <laughs> Alessa slowly uh, raises her, her hook hand and rests, rests it on the, uh, the, the desk, the, uh, the, the counter that I imagine is between them. Yeah, yeah, perfect um, image. And just, just taps it. Uh, a little bit, just, and you're certain it's not in your possession. Absolutely. <laughs> you see, that's that's a real sad thing, cause uh, I uh, I went to a lot of trouble coming around here. And I went through a lot of trouble, attempting to never be found again by that man. Yet here we both are. Uh, all right. Uh, Alessa takes her hooked hand back to her side. Listen, um, I know this place is nice and all, but he still found you. I recommend moving. No matter where I go, he will find me. I hope the next one isn't as reasonable. He puts the cane down on the floor. <sighs> they probably won't be. Thank you for your time. And Alessa turns and walks out the door. As your hand rests on the doorknob, Whitmore calls back out to you. The book you seek is called The Palimpsest. When's the last you've heard of this weave silk facade? When I gave it to him, he told me he was heading back to the spire to use it. The Palimpsest is a book with a very peculiar property. It can rewrite anything. And it doesn't just rewrite the words in the page. It sends echoes through history, backwards and forwards, and rewrites whatever it ever was. But the owner of it can only use it once. I used it many years ago. I suppose he's going to do the same. You had that kind of power. You had that kind of do-over. And you're in a tiny, shitty little bookshop. <laughs> Commanding legions. It's not all it's cracked up to be. The rewards of conquerors. They grow sickly, tar-like in your mouth. Sometimes all you want is an escape. So I escaped. 
Not quite, have you? No. It seems not quite. And Alessa walks out. Ching ling ling ling. Out to the boys, still waiting on the the cramped street outside. So how'd it go? Uh not as uh not as fruitful as I would have hoped for, but um well fuck boys, I got nothing. They didn't have the book you wanted? I mean Hell, there's a lot of books in there. No, uh they um uh they uh, uh I was looking for a for a copy of um uh, you know, some some old pulpy stuff. You know that yeah, that dude's—he's more of a uh, more of a nerd like that. You know, he uh, he didn't have any of that fun yeah, stuff. Nerd, <laughs> that's hilarious. Setson, you speak nerd. Maybe you could find it. Uh, uh, you know, you know, it's it's a lot smaller inside. You know, not not quite. Um, you know, I I I don't think it's really worth going back in. You know what? Let's. I bet we could find some other stuff. You know, maybe uh, oh boy. How are we going to get into that big gold fuck you? Uh, um, like you need money to get in. Yeah. Maybe, um, maybe, uh, we could, uh, try the, the gambling tables. I mean, we could, uh, gee, that's how I, the gambling tables are in, hold on. I'm sorry. I may be unclear. We're trying to get in to this place. Where you gamble. We're trying to get into this casino. And to get in, we need to look like we belong. Right. Uh, yeah. Okay. Okay. All and, right. Just making sure. And to fully clarify, ultimately, you're just trying to get Steel Dancing and Hatred. I mean, if you can catch him outside of the casino, you would hmm. be able to catch him outside the casino. But And you don't know where he is, where he resides, what his routines are, etc. So hmm. that's, also, um, that's also up there. He could be at the very heart of this thing and the strategy of calling him uh, names until he comes out to shake his fist at us probably won't work we could make a big sign that says steel dancing sucks doesn't he have people to take care of things like that for him I don't care how much money you have if somebody's saying you suck you want to you want to knock him in their teeth personally it is true but that's just me that's just me I like knocking teeth yeah I mean I I don't blame you there are a few people who I may have a bit of a grudge against, but that's a, that's a story for a different day. Is there anywhere we can get fancy clothes? Well, cer- well certainly, I'd, I'd imagine, but uh, how much money you, you fellas got? Uh. The total amount of anything that I have on me right now uh, is this necklace. Um, he pulls it out of his shirt momentarily to demonstrate... Uh, this book, uh, these gloves, and, uh, he roots around in his pocket for a moment, this harmonica, slightly rusted, but still functional, uh, harmonica. We could busk. Um, these folks, these, these folks are, like, filthy rich, like, disgustingly smelly rich. Just so we're clear, we are above debasing ourselves, right? I'm not I mean, above yeah. it. I don't know what that means. I'm not above it at all. It's kind of my MO. Oh, we know, Marcy. We know you'll debase yourself. I wouldn't. Look at that face. That's a face that'd get down in the mud for some coin. You didn't have to put it like that, but... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there is one way... There is one way that hmm, we could earn money, but it's very situational. And uh, how is that? Well, if... uh. 
a bunch of fighters are gathered in one place, you can probably bet that somebody's going to be betting on them winning a tournament of some kind. But we probably don't have the time for that, even if one is going on near us. Oh, hey, wait a minute. What am I, what are we doing? What, what is the one thing that all four of us are good at? Well, actually, no, you have a good idea. What? All right, you, you, you willing, Setson, you willing to fight somebody for money? Uh, probably. All right. And, um, oh, Alessa's only going to take Setson. Only if they're a bad person, though. Only if, like, this person is, like, a real, you know, bad kind of guy. You know, if he has, like, a wife and kids and goes to church every Sunday, I might have my reservations. Honey, if they went to church every Sunday, they wouldn't have made it here. Okay, yeah, all right, that's fair. I mean, you know, a sort of church. You know, the church of, you know, greed and money and debt, but... Eh, anyway, and Alessa grabs, uh, sets him by the hand and just starts dragging him towards the center of town. Okay. Uh, just, like, okay. shouting out... Uh, uh, <laughs> come fight the time bandit! Come on, hey, come on, come all! Oh, Who thinks they well. can take the time puncher? He'll he'll clock your clock as soon as you can say summer Sunday. I I think I think I have a skill that could get us um someone to fight. Okay. I want to find someone who looks like they could be pushed to fight. And also looks wealthy. Oh, I see. You want to do your, your wealth sniffing skill? Mm, I, I guess I'm going to combine my wealth sniffing skill with a skill I'm going to use once I start talking to him. Let's do another compel. All right. You're, you're, you're doing a compel to the crowd. Hey, it's a nine. Nice. Two nines. Even if I had a difficulty, you'd be fine. Uh, yeah. You, you, you eventually. Um, it, while you're doing this, you do begin to notice that you guys are getting some attention. Um, they're not moving towards you, and it's not the kind of attention that you're currently looking for. There's a guy in a, in a, in a voluminous hat. Um, big, puffy, it's got a feather hanging out the side. Um, and he's clearly hiding something under a, a massive cloak. Um, you can see the, the sharp edges and uh, hard curves of, of things dangling underneath it. And he's got deadened purple orbs for eyes a trimmed goatee and he's staring at you guys uh, Alessa I, I have to I probably should clarify um, fighting one on one is like my thing you know I, I did that for a very very long time but uh huh uh huh this guy looks a little suspicious yeah so do you you can punch time yeah, look but... we need this right now don't we yeah, right. All right. Uh, Alessa goes up to... <laughs> Alessa goes up to this feather cap man. Um, hey, you! What's your name? Number 14. Num oh, oh, no. Uh, okay, this just got a hell of a lot more interesting. Oh, no. What do you mean, number 14? When was the last time you spent? The last time I spent? Um... Would you say that Alessa has uh, any coin in her purse? Like, at all? Maybe, like, a little handful. Um, she takes out one coin and tosses it to number 14. Just now. There you go. Buy yourself something sweet. 
Maybe a better number. <laughs> this is not what I intended. Yeah? What, you want to make something of it? Chump? He produces a man catcher from his cloak. A, a what? what? A man a catcher. I, it's a oh. pole. It telescopes out. And at one end is like um, essentially like a Pac-Man's amount of a circle. On the inside of the circle are hooks and spikes. When was the last time you spent? Uh, How are your coffers? My coffers? Um, uh, my coffers, uh, uh, you know, uh, a little lightened due to uh, my recent spending. Hmm. Well... Your coffers must be filled to maintain residence in the palace multifaceted. Shit. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm working on it. He telescopes out the man-catcher to its full length. Oh, Jesus. Must you be escorted out of the palace? Crap. Alessa is going to cheese it. Just absolutely away from here. <laughs> you, you, you're just gonna dip. I, I mean, I don't... Well, hold on. Let me see if I have a skill. <laughs> um, I so I I took the major skill crave. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have a feeling all this all number fourteen wants to do is get me out to do his job. Probably to do his job. Yeah, yeah more like yeah. primary directive. Yeah. Um. Yeah, what else is, what okay. else is Wait, there right, to right. do? Hold on, sounds like Mob's got something. I, <laughs> uh, I, like I would like to... He, he does not seem like he is in a conversational mood, is my, is my issue. Who knows? Maybe you can get him moving in some circles. Mob is going to, Mob is going to approach this man. <laughs> Alright, B-boy. And Mob is going to look up at him and ask... Wait, how much money does she have to have to stay here? An appropriate amount in one's coffers, or at least three days' worth of coin or supplemental material, exchangeable for coin or residence. But doesn't three days of coin change depending on what you do? Yes. Like, you know, if I had a bad day at the casino, then three days' worth would be less. Kind of stares blankly. And then squints, kind of comically. Oh, we're, do- we're doing a logic puzzle, aren't we? Oh, that's genius. <laughs> I would like I would like to use the skill... Uh, oh, I would like to use the skill intoxicant. <laughs> oh, fuck. Oh, fuck yeah. Uh, fuck, I love this class. <laughs> what's, what's that? Where uh, I can talk to someone for five minutes and they become driven by lust, hunger, or need for shelter, whichever they want most right now. I would like to know if I could get away with asking circular questions for five minutes. (laughs) (laughs) What are children good at other than asking obnoxious series of questions with nothing to do with anything and okay yeah let's let's do a uh, capel plus haven all right um, and, and and he's 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 kind of a, a automaton there are some biological components in there so technology is also available let's see how this goes that's a seven all right okay 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 cool that's cool. not too bad let's take a d six of supply stress why don't you all right all right <laughs> Well, that'll do it. What's your total stress? Six. 
Luckily, no fallout. Just give me give me some examples of the circular questions you're going to be posing for <laughs> five straight minutes. Okay, oh. I mean, so we're off to a good start with the with the uh, the casino question, right? So it's uh, a good one. Yeah, wouldn't wouldn't the amount of money you make be less if you had a bad day at the casino? Uh, do the rules change for people who make le- less at the casino? If not, why doesn't that seem to be an outdated uh, sense of government structure? <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> let's see why why haven't the rules been changed to allow it to be based off casino earnings or other to account for other bad days. Uh, how, how do you know what three days worth of wealth looks like for me mm-hmm, as opposed mm-hmm. to someone else? Exactly. Um, is this sentence false? <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, nerd. <laughs> hey, that's who I am. Let's see. Uh, what other money, money-based money questions could I ask? Does his pay decrease if he doesn't take Alessa out? Is Do that you get paid? <laughs> Does he get paid? <laughs> Is that why he's so uh, determined to take Alessa outside so that he doesn't get kicked out? His 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 mouth is like he's like listening and giving like monosyllabic answers, and his like lips are slowly peeling back over his teeth in a fucking grimace. Um, he's got a gold plated nose along his like purple orbs of eyes, um, and he's just like rubbing it idly, like in complete frustration. Um, and then, yeah, after five minutes of this, <laughs> he just kind of freezes and then slowly moves like a full hand to your mouth and just puts his whole hand <laughs> on your face. <laughs> enough. 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 I am tired. I am going to go sit down inside somewhere. I am very tired. I am very, very, very... T- and he just, just starts muttering about how tired he is and just starts go, go stumbling you, away into the distance. Go get you some rest, buddy. Okay. Bye-bye. And and off he goes, frustrated <laughs> as could be. <laughs> okay. Jeez, Mob, you saved my bacon there. I, um... I have yeah. a feeling I shouldn't be leading the charge no more. Uh. <laughs> Technically mine, too. I probably would have had to fight that steel-belted son of a bitch. That was not the fight I was looking for. Um, I can imagine. From behind you. Oh. Wow. Never seen somebody handle an auditor so easily. And there is a giant motherfucker. I mean, (laughs) a a giant motherfucker. He's got a smashed nose, ears like cauliflower, head shaved entirely, and he's wearing a bulging set of incarnadine robes that are wrapped around him uh, and and wrapped around his waist like a sumo wrestler. So you got a freaky little time guy for me to fight? Um. Um. uh, Yes, I certainly do. Um. Oh, boy. Show me the freaky little time guy. I heard you. Here's... Here, here's my freaky little time guy. Hi, my name's Setson. I have a name. <laughs> Hello. Uh, sound cool. This is uh, this is a little awkward. So um, so you you look you looking you looking to fight my time boy? What's uh, what's your fighting history, uh, sir? Nerd. What's my fighting? Is this a job interview? I beat the shit out of people. What do you want from me? I don't know. How long you been fighting? A long time. I'm dead. <laughs> Fair. 
like a lifetime's worth of fights. God. Yeah, but you know, depending on like how good you were, I how long did good. that life last? <clears throat> well, obviously, I decided I wanted my personal image to be this giant body, so I fought a lot. And does that make you happy? I mean, it did. That's why I came over here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the one who asked the questions. <laughs> yeah. Setson leans over to Alessa and uh, whispers, Look, I have fought exactly one guy like this, and I could not walk for about a week. Yeah, but did you win? Technically. Yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> Hold on, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to help you out a little over here. Um, Alessa... <laughs> um... Ooh, you know what? I'm just gonna do it. Yeah, I, I keep wanting to stop myself, but I'm playing riskier. Um, uh -oh. I'm gonna I'm gonna use crave. I uh, I'm gonna roll, and I I get to instill a great desire for something in them. Oh no! If the thing they want is unusual for them, casting this spell is risky. On a success, they now fiercely want whatever it is you've specified until the end of the current situation. Uh oh. Okay, sure. Jeez Louise, go ahead, do the thing. Hey uh, hey buddy, what's your name? Brutus. Of fucking of course, course it, it is. is. <laughs> <laughs> um, Brutus, I think you really, you really want to put money down on whether or not you can beat this, beat my time puncher. And I think you want to fight him. I'm talking like a lot of money. Because you know what? I think you can take him. Look at you. You're big. You're strong. What have you got to mm. lose, huh? I'm very big. You are very big. I don't know. I don't really want to lose money. I just kind of wanted to fight this little guy. Let me ask you. Let me ask you something. When you were alive, did you ever fight somebody who could fuck with time? Who could fight time? Mm, no, not not even the one time. Do you know anyone else who could fight time? Mm, nope. No, not really. No. Imagine the glory. Imagine the bragging rights. That is true. You'd be the only big motherfucker around here who essentially, through the law of, you know, association, if you beat someone who can beat up time, that means you fucked up time. It would be pretty sick to fuck up time. Yeah. Oh, Lord. All right, give me that roll. The whammies! Oh, no. oh Finally, no! We get to the whammies! <laughs> I can't decide whether timing. this is good for me or not. Because either way, it probably isn't. Um, yeah, take a D. Just take a D6 of mind stress as this spell rebounds into you. Ooh. Ooh, Oof. a five. Five. All right. Oof. <laughs> Oh no! Boy, howdy. That's catastrophically this bad. So bad. You know what? <laughs> no, I don't want to fight that little fucking guy. Oh, thank no, goodness! No, no, you you don't. You. I want to fight you. <laughs> um, I don't know. Yeah, I. You know, you wouldn't really get a whole lot from that. I don't feel. You know, we're just. I. I don't feel like you would be. You know, um, rewarded. Uh, you. You know. I mean, yeah, she's like, she's like, what, four feet tall, and, you know, I'm a strapping, middle-aged kind of, uh... I'm like 160 pounds soaking wet. Silence. 
Gulp. He pulls out two fat fucking sacks of coins, kind of from like a pocket dimension within his within the folds of his robes, and just drops them on the ground with a heavy thud on ooh, each. Ooh, that's a lot of cash. You, you're pissing me off. You're talking a lot. I don't want to fight the little time guy. I'm not little. I want to fight you. Six two. Ish. So little compared to him. Uh, Alessa knows when things are going sideways. Um, Alessa's gonna take her hook at hand and just try to zipper this motherfucker up the gut. Oh goddamn it! <laughs> you're just you're just gonna unzip this guy's stomach. Yeah, uh, I mean he wants to fight, um, and Alessa does not fight fair. Okay, so you can do this with a sneak if you want instead of a kill. I have both. All right, take your. I mean, it doesn't really matter, but okay. Uh oh, and we're still in Haven. Oh. This can only go well. Yes, ten. Right. It's a right. ten. Oh baby. shit! It's a ten. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Glorious. Yikes! What is it? Is your hook blade a D six? It is a D six. So roll a D eight of damage. Oh fuck yeah. And fuck it, you did a sneaky sneak, so uh, roll that damage twice, take the higher. Oh, man. Oh, fuck. I'm not going to give this to you every time, but... No, of course, but this was fucking... This was sneaky this is... and on character. <laughs> Too funny. Oh, seven, baby! Uh, <laughs> yeah, that'll that'll kill him. Oh, my <laughs> God! <laughs> Holy what? shit! That'll, that'll kill him. So... <laughs> Yeah, oh, it's just going to collect the money. <laughs> uh, yeah, you just plunge a knife into the, the underneath this guy's belly button and unzipper him like a vacuum bag. And um yeah, his his guts start pouring out. Again, I presume we're both thinking about the same scene from the green, green room. room. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Yep, that's yeah. exactly what I'm thinking. Is just like the the hook tip enters his belly button. And she just does, since she's so small and he's so big, she just does a big arcing, almost ballet-like arc with her arm. And I, I imagine, like, the, the far away side shot, like it's a, a, a samurai film. Like, like the scene in Kill Bill, where it's, like, all done in silhouette. And you just see, uh, from the arc, just this, this, this large plume of blood arcing over her. Um, as this man, as this, this King Hippo looking motherfucker <laughs> just gets twained from knave to chops. You, you, you splice this man in twain. Um, oh my and, God. And yeah. He, he collapses, clutching at his guts, pouring out. Wait, hold on. I didn't, I didn't say go. And kind of reaches out limply, smears a handful of blood on you, Alessa, and collapses right on my uh, face. Yeah, right on it, right in your face, and he collapses on his own entrails. Oh my God! Alyssa licks her lips, turns around. That oh, looks like I didn't need you, buddy, but uh, thanks for the support. Oh, oh my Alyssa, God! Alyssa, what the? All right, well, we got some gold. Um, is is anyone in? Is there a crowd? Is there anyone around that is particularly? Obviously, that probably caused some atten attention. Um, absolutely. All right, everyone, uh, grab the grab the sacks of cash and um, let's vamoose. Mob already grabbed him. Oh, perfect. Yeah, I, I have been grabbed him and gone. <laughs> as soon as, like, she said that last line of not needing help, um, 
she just starts booking it. <laughs> All right, come on, let's get. Um, yeah, let's do a collective evade. Jeez. Collective. Um, if somebody wants to describe assisting with the evade in some way, I'll let you add some dice. But fuck yeah. Uh, Setson is going to throw one of the bags over his shoulder and. Well, not the like... whole bag, please. Well, does Mob let you? What? No, I have. Yeah. They're mobs. Right, we're only taking some of it. No, Mob's taking all that gold. All of it. We need I, all. I we grabbed the man today. <laughs> all of it. I can fit. I can put it in my bees. Um, I just have. I have a smoker. <laughs> I, I just like to deploy smoke screen. There's something we need to. We need to address. Please tell me all of your bees have little cartoon pockets. <laughs> Each one has a very small vest. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Scrooge McDuck up in here. Oh my god, this is adorable. Each one can hold one very small thing. All of them. <laughs> Some of them have little turtlenecks that they decide on in the morning. <laughs> uh, yeah, so Mob, you now have two D12 resources. Um, cool. M- yeah, sacks of miscellaneous coins. Yeah, clearly from different dimensions, realms, and time periods. Uh, yeah, so you lead that, lead that, evade. So you'll take uh, evade, uh, haven. Um, well, actually, I think you're going to have to disappear into some into some alleyways and stuff. You can't just kind of disappear into uh, the general populace again. So you're actually going to sneak into Warrens. Oh, um, I do not have that. I almost did, ooh. but no. But you will add a dice for a mob shooting out some puffs of smoke. Ooh. Nice. That is a five. All right. Everybody will take this stress. Oh, very cool. Hit me. What stress is this? Three for what? What, what kind of stress? Uh, that is fortune. Uh oh. So that is that is four fortune minor fallouts across the board. Everybody can clear their fortune. Okay, great. So easy peasy. Um, you guys disappear into the into the alleyways, and it's it's a pretty clean getaway for a while, and then you're cornered by three auditors. The one leading them, number fourteen. Oh my god. His man catcher in his hand. Oh man. I have rested. How was how was your rest? Poor. <laughs> Uh, you have committed extreme crimes in the space of the palace multifaceted. Oh, like what? Murder. <laughs> he challenged <laughs> us. He challenged us. We do not have records of this formal challenge. Uh, I have witnesses. Yeah, I was there. How many witnesses? Uh, me. I, I, I think, uh, yeah, we, um, we should, uh, at least, um, have a chance to uh, speak to some, uh, some, some officers, you know, like explain our st- side of the story, right? It's. Don't have to. We are the auditors, right? Um, but um, we could uh, talk this out first. We could, uh, you know, have a dialogue. Two more man catchers extend. Crap. Look, how much do we need to pay you to make this go away? Three glints in three sets of purple eyes. How much do you have to offer? How many sacks of cash do we have? You have two fat sacks of D twelve coins. So, um, no, we haven't talked too much about the resource economy in this game, but. Items that can logically be divided, which luckily sacks of coins can, um, can be subdivided into the uh, equivalent tiers of the size of the resource. So you have a D12 resource. Um, so that's... Divided into three D4. Yeah, you could divide that into D4, D6, D8, D10, D12. Actually, five D4s or um, two D6s and a D4, um, a D8 and two D4s, etc. Okay. Uh, here we have... Uh... This fat sack of cash. 
Mob still has it. Mob's got the oh. motherfucking coins. On. Oh fuck, you're right. Mob. I mean, you keep, you keep talking. Oh, okay. You maybe want to um, sachet our one and only bag of cash that we have. The accumulated clout that we have left. Yeah, the only one. Yeah, the the only one. What? Are, why are you emphasizing that? I'm gonna pull out the the D. You said it could be divided into a D8 uh, and a bunch of other stuff. <laughs> I'm gonna pull if, out, if it's, can I pull out one D8 of stacks of cash? Yeah, that'll leave you with a D6 resource and a D12 resource. I would like to. I would like to give the D D8. Okay. Um, one D12 yeah. and a D6. Number 14 gives um, the same squint he gave before. Subdivided between the three of us. This is not a large sum. We have to give him more. G- give, him, give him the rest of the bag. Give him the rest of that one bag that we have. Uh, fine. That single bag. You drive, <laughs> you drive a hard bargain. I'll pull out the... Uh... Yeah, so I'll give them the D6. Hmm. This is now a large sum of coins. It was a legally abided duel. And Brutus was killed under legal terms. Thank you for your patronage, and please continue to spend. The man catchers retract. Will do. Bye. Jeez, this is my kind of town. <laughs> Alessa. <laughs> I mean, um, I don't know how many people you have either literally or figuratively thrown onto train tracks. <laughs> but if you're gonna put me through. A week's worth of hospitality. At least <laughs> warn me. <laughs> All right, I I promise you, it's not gonna get any worse. Okay. Wink. <laughs> wink, wink. At one point, I can remember knowing a guy that was about his height and his build, lifting me fifty feet up into the air and pile driving me. Well, you should have just cut his stomach open. Technically, he wasn't my enemy. That does, you know what, I completely understand. That does make things harder. All right, well, it looks like we've got enough wealth to um, make ourselves polite members of society. Yeah. And infiltrate. Just one last thing. One last thing. We we wouldn't be able to stop by, like, a doctor's office or something and, I don't know, get some, like, headache medication. What, you got blood stress? No, I'm still, <laughs> I'm still slightly concussed from that one time we killed those weird horses. Oh, yeah. You know, you <laughs> you have been completely concussed this entire time. Yeah, yeah, make the concussed guy fight. Occasionally. You know what? I hadn't even thought about, you know, I, I do genuinely want to apologize. I should have thought of that before I made you fight somebody so big. I mean, it doesn't really hurt. During combat, it only hurts afterwards when I let everything build up and escape into one very, very painful and long headache. You just described your headache like one would describe an orgasm. (laughs) Let's find you a doctor. And off you go. It begins to rain, and the palace multifaceted. Uh, clouds begin to accumulate far, 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 far in the distance above you. Um, and as, as the rain begins to reach as low as you are, a grifter's jetty, again, pretty low down in the sprawl and tangle of the palace multifaceted, 
You realize it's raining coins. They're, they're light, very aerated. And as they hit the ground, they break and dissipate like snow. Um, they're, they're building up in shattered snow drifts on the sidewalks. Um, they're, they're chilly to the touch, again, like a, like a chilled coin in a, in a, a jar. And, uh, yeah, you, you make your way to a doctor's office. Uh, it's, it's a small clinic, um, typically assisting with uh, the kind of drug overdoses and, and that like that uh, this particular demi-plane of reality is a little bit more accustomed to. But uh, after, after a, a little bit of uh, gesticulating, um, yeah, you make it pretty clear you need help with your, with your headache, with your concussion. Uh, let's trade a resource. We need at least a D6 resource for, uh, for your minor blood fallout to go away. Hey, Mob. Huh? Do you think you could lend me some coin? Is everyone else good with that? Uh, hold on. I, I, um, so I have some resources. Uh, could I, could I use these resources that aren't exactly money? Absolutely. Uh, do any of them have the niche tag? Niche. Tag. Niche? No. Yeah. Um, I don't Okay, th- then yeah. Uh, I'm still hanging on to this albatross talon. Oh, yeah, I did, uh, did take down one of those things. Yeah. That was um, pretty would, cool, wasn't it? This this albatross talent is D6. Would this suffice? Uh, yeah. I think you, you give it to the front desk, and it's got some inherent value. It's, got, it's clearly gorgeous and strong. It's thick material. And, uh, yeah, yeah, you manage to, to barter it over. And, yeah, you get, you get a little, little salve, magic potion action going on. It's not magic potion. It's just medicine. But, nonetheless, your concussion goes away, Setson. You're, you're nice and cleared up. Ah. <sighs> I had a minor concussion and I was being brave about it. <laughs> and now it's gone. That's our brave little man. Sure. Let's go with that. <laughs> Looking a lot less distant, like you're just like you're seeing the stars. Yeah, it feels good to be back. It's raining coins outside, eh? Are we going with the original plan or Um Yeah, I mean we have the coin to we have the coin to get in and, you know, pretend to be regular denizens uh yeah i imagine that we're and i think it also would be a good idea to have half of us posing as these rich individuals and half of us posing as bodyguards um that way the bodyguards can do things that you know rich assholes wouldn't normally be able to do you know like sneak off uh, you know behind the scenes uh uh see uh, see what's happening that's that sort of thing you know cover our bases Mm. All right. So Setson and Marcelin are going to be our bodyguards? It sounds like it. Well, I mean... Unless you want to switch. We're the toughest looking. You are the toughest looking. They are the toughest looking. I... I'm a little lady, and Mob looks infirm in on 90% of his skin. <laughs> well, if you're going to be rich, you should look the part, and uh, Mob is going to split the... The D12 with Alessa. Absolutely. That was just my thought. Let's, can we do a little, um, I don't know what originally the movie it's from, but it's in like every, every comedy, every TV show of just the, the the music backed, um, the fashion fashion montage montage of like, I come out of a, a a changing room that they shake their head. No, I don't think so. Come out again. They're like, "Mm, I don't know. Maybe they come out again. I come out again. They're like, Ooh, absolutely not. Then I come out finally. Yes, absolutely. This is going to work. I shit, I shit you not. I shit you not. (laughs) 
written in Testament, <laughs> the adventure that this kind of prologue is built on, we literally have written in, do a fashion montage. <laughs> nice. Good. Yes. <laughs> oh, yes. So does that count as a beat? <laughs> uh, let's see. Yeah, that, that, that was one of Brendan's master strokes in, nice. in the writing of this particular piece. Fuck, um, that's so absolutely. perfect. Please do a fashion montage for you and Mob. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna put some like Pretty Woman music into the into the edit. Um, yeah, uh, I think uh, you know what, Mob, Mob, you go first. I wanna I wanna I wanna see what's tickling your fancy. <laughs> uh, you're gonna let a child choose his outfit. All right. <laughs> um, okay. Can, can we do the Can we do the thing where like you try it a couple times and it's just not vibing, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and a lesson like just it. comes up, honey. Let me work my magic. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um. Oh shit! I should have done some fashion research. <laughs> how much? Okay, how Google. Much, how do you dress well? How much hair does Mob have? <laughs> not like a tremendous amount. I'm gonna say it's like you know shaggy, but not like Mob over. Yeah, not like growing over his face. You know what I think he needs? A beehive wig. A hat. A bee hat. <laughs> But imagine, imagine the irony. <laughs> I can let bees out of my beehive wig. Just yeah. hold on, let me. Oh, wait, yes. <laughs> I want a big, gross, bright blonde beehive wig. <laughs> okay, but counterpoint, I would like to yes. look as inconspicuous as possible. <laughs> well, we're supposed to look. Okay, all right, okay, a little little toned down. All right, hat, big hat. Big hat. Um, big stovepipe hat. Is that what the people out here are wearing? I assume they're wearing big What hat. are the people wearing? Um, it's a fucking menagerie. I mean, obviously this is the primary heaven of incarnadines and azorites and, and people that have uh, managed to make their way in uh, with worship of those same gods here and there. Uh, so, you know, it's a lot of flowing silks, a lot of reds and blues. Um, I mean, big hats, obviously, all the ridge. Perfect. Um, that's, that's universal. Yeah, giant coats, lots of ankle-length coats, ruffs, um, all that sort of fun stuff. Great. I'll do. I'll do the big hat and the the long coat, long flowing coat. So you got to give us. You got to give us two head shaking outfits, and then okay. One all right. Yeah. All right. So, yeah. 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 I see. Yeah, I see how this through. works. All right. All right. All right. So first, first, right. All right. So we're letting a child choose his outfit. Mob is gonna come out in the most like flashy garbage that does not match. We're talking like. Probably like, uh, like a wig that goes like down the front of his face. Like we're talking like what what's the equivalent of probably a, like a nightgown, um, and you know some like giant clown shoes. Um, <laughs> just nothing that goes together. All mismatched, c- clashing colors. Uh, and then we're gonna go with. Uh, you know, the exact opposite, where he looks like he's going to a funeral um, of just, uh, you know, all dark colors and, you know, stuff that looks nothing like the reds and blues that people are wearing. Uh, no hat. It's just, you know, his hair is like all over the place. He has hat hair from the from the last the last wig. And then finally, he will settle for the for the big hat. Uh Judging from what some of the stuff he's seen on the street in the past couple hours, you know, big hat, ankle length, coat, 
uh, some nice silk undergarments, or not undergarments, but, uh, you know, pants, dress, dress clothes. Yeah. And, uh, you know, complete the look with that. Yeah. Mom's mom's dressed to the nines. So yeah, we get, we get that little montage. I feel like you guys found like a haberdashery or something like that. Just, just some sort of uh, clothing shop. Uh, not the most expensive, maybe like secondhand, but still, uh, fairly solid garments available. Um, okay, Alessa, batter up. All right, Alessa, her first outfit is this Lady Gaga outfit that looks like um, it, it looks like a cross between an iceberg and a lightning bolt. Yeah. <laughs> uh, with the, the headpiece really, really steals the show. Um, it looks almost like a, 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 a um, homage to uh, uh, David Bowie, um, I imagine. But it, yeah, it's just all these sharp angles. Um, uh, very flashy, very sequiny, um, and yeah, some some head shakes. Like not too much, too much, Alyssa. Tone it back, bring it back a little. Um, and so Alyssa's like, oh no, I get it, modesty, I get it. No, we're we're trying to blend in a little bit. So then Alyssa chooses this Lady Gaga outfit. Um, <laughs> that essentially she looks like a scrub brush. Um, it. Her her dress itself looks like um, I don't even know how to describe it. it. Looks like she's wearing three tablecloths, all in a sort of Christmas tree arrangement, you know, coming down from one another. Uh, and the wig is about two feet tall, just a tall white uh, scrub brush, a tall white scrub brush, and a mask. You know, very classy, uh, but also reserved. I would imagine there's some some red going on in there to to pay tribute to. The um the the not Azerite. Is it Azerite? Incarnadine. Yeah, Incarnadine. Incarnadine to the Incarnadine robes. But again, some head shakes. Some uh, I don't really know. And then she finally settles this Lady Gaga outfit. God damn it. <laughs> this <What>? sort of <laughs> this this little red riding hood aesthetic. Uh, this sleeveless, um uh, pantless Lady Gaga, almost leotard. Um, I want you to imagine uh, that, but with some some beautiful long flowing red um, starting at the waist uh, going down. So it's almost like the back half of a dress and the yeah. front half of a leotard hoodie. I fucking dig it. Right? Yeah. This, 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 I wish, I wonder... We can't really attach this photo in the show notes. Maybe, yeah, maybe we, we super can. can. <laughs> yeah, there's probably some legality issues there. Um, but you could probably just Google audience Lady Gaga red unitard hooded thing. It looks like an Incarnadine outfit. Yeah. <laughs> You're soon yeah. got time to Google all this stuff. <laughs> Loser. Yeah, god. smack it into Google audience member. Um, we love you. Please keep listening. Uh, yeah, I, I love it. And yeah, you guys are dressed up. Maybe you just throw some cloaks over Marceline and, and Setson. Yeah. Just a cloak. You know, I, I had a sibling who was kind of into this whole thing, but at the moment, I, uh, I think I can take her word for, you know, this being pretty good as far as fitting in goes i think it's trendy i think that's the word the kids use well thank you that's that's very sweet of you so we have to pay a d4 for each of your outfits and then a d4 for both cloaks a d4 you're telling me the outfits cost as much as the cloaks 
combined, yeah. I mean, I don't really need a cloak. I mean, I think this is good as it I is. Mean, yeah, their body, it's not like that someone's going to be like, oh, look at those people we recognize. I mean, I think it's more of, of looking generally like, you know, bodyguards wear suits. You, you, you want them to look, oh, you're okay. still going to. Yeah, well, then let's put them a, in suits. Let's put them in small suits. Oh, hell yeah. Little monkey suits. Oh, no. Little tuxedo. They're both gonna look like they're both gonna look like the lead singer of the of the gorillas. Spire and Hart's kind of Victorian, so yeah, I think you'll do some like starched high collar, maybe some tails on them. Um little little tab tab tie on there. Alright, yeah, that's understandable. Um, so so okay. four D four for both of those. No, a D four for both of those guys. Okay. And then a D four for each of you. How much so, are we left with? That's a that's a D eight cost altogether. I think that leaves you with uh, D6. Okay. Resource of coins. All right. We'll say that's right. And on your way out, there's somebody waiting in the waiting room of this haberdashery. Um, none of you recognize him per se, but but he gives you a look as you're leaving. He's got a big hat. On one edge is stitched a few coins. They, they dangle off, kind of tilting, keeping his hat perpetually in a rakish angle. Um, he's got, he's got long blonde hair, kind of that classic Legolas Aelfear hair hangs over his shoulders. Um, and, uh, yeah, you can, you can see, he looks like he's got an outfit that's incomplete. He's clearly missing a coat. Um, he's just wearing some kind of ruffled shirt with, uh, tucked into some, some high elegant silken trousers, but strapped to his trousers, um, are two giant handguns and resting next to him is a lever-action rifle gilded and covered in very peculiar, thick bullets. He smiles, and half of his teeth reveal themselves uh, to be replaced with golden veneers, kind of the entire left side of his teeth. Um, And there's too many, clearly. They don't fit in his mouth, per se. Um, And so you realize the smile is just kind of a fairly default look he gives. And as you guys pass, he tips his hat towards the coins and towards you. Lovely, lovely outfits you have there. Thanks. And don't we know it? Mm. Gotta walk with confidence down here. You're gonna be the bow of the ball. Tell you, uh, what, uh, what do you hunt with those things? They're, uh, mighty beefy. All sorts. <laughs> Alyssa pulls her, her, her newfound red hood over her, her head. Um, if you happen to make your way over to the big gold ziggurat, look us up. Hmm. You're headed to the city of gold now, are you? What else is there to be in this dump? <laughs> Couple places. But I like your attitude, little lady. Yeah, yeah, we yeah, we leave. Interesting. Yeah, and he with with that with that grin, he watches you guys go. Along the way, Setson's kind of uh mumbling to himself. Oh, you know, this is uh this is what's passing for fashion nowadays. They called me tacky for wearing so many belts at one time. <laughs> all right come on bow with the ball we gotta get yeah out out you exit from the haberdashery out into the streets of the palace multifaceted yeah i guess we're going i guess we're going to the city you make your way towards the city of gold the the most illustrious casino imaginable layer upon layer of stacked gold brick like one of the pyramids of giza but completely and utterly dedicated to no god other than that of wealth and debt in Karn and Azor. Um, you, as you begin to get closer, the streets converge from high and low. 
And you begin to see carriages pulled by animals of all kinds, uh, including uh, people. You begin to see wealth pretty much unimaginable, even in most of the spire. It's even the wealthiest of the spire. Uh, you're, a, you're a provincial noble at best in Elfir society. You get some insane extremes in Amaranth, but beyond that, this, this is true, true depravity. The, the primary entrances uh, are, are one on each of the four sides of the ziggurat, and uh, as you approach, how do you do so? Uh, Alessa just walks in like she owns the place, like she belongs, which she fucking does. This is her heaven. Mob has a bit of a bounce in his step as he follows in behind her, trying to look as, you know, as uh, prestigious as he can, tr- twirling his coat a little behind him. <laughs> uh, Marcelin, I think, is uh, incredibly uncomfortable in, in this sort of suit get up. He's, he's trying to loosen the collar a little bit around his neck. Uh, it's kind of like wrapped into the folds, like it's kind of old man folds around his neck. Uh He's, he's trying to move his arm a little bit, uh, but it doesn't really work. Um, yeah, and he just sort of, like, limps on afterwards. Yeah. Setson's just enjoying the new suit, you know? He's he's appreciating the niceness of the clothes he gets to wear. That's really sweet. <laughs> I really like that. And you begin to see the servants and occupants of the City of Gold winged servitors floating to and fro with trays full of liquor and food overflowing. You see the concierges, massive suits of shining golden armor moving of their own accord, stomping to and fro with gambling slot machines built into their backs, some of them operating the tables themselves, and gambling tables aplenty at this base level. It is a casino floor on a massive scale. Vegas can go fuck itself. Um, it is packed, too. Absolutely packed. And the kinds of people you see range from ale fear to drow to human to null to a literal fucking dragon in the back, clearly rolling some kind of dice game with the tip of his tail. You are not among your people. Let's steal a human being. Thank you for listening to this episode four of Unhallowed Shores. It's been a lot of fun so far, and currently we have enough material recorded out until the new year. So, uh, again, not to continually tease, but I can assure you we have quite the adventure laid out in front of you. As a small reminder, this chunk of our journey is based upon a fragment of Icker Drowned, um, the adventure testament by the incredible Brendan McLeod. Now, we've taken liberties with it, um, as I think anyone is wont to do with a pre-written adventure. But so many of the lovely little touches that I've been blessed enough to toss in have been from the pen of Brendan himself. So I can't recommend enough, not only because I benefit from it, but because Brendan is an incredible author and layout designer, for you to pick up Icker Drowned and take a look at his work, especially after we get through this portion of the adventure, um, which, again... 
won't entirely conclude until close to the new year. I hope you've enjoyed so far, and I hope you're ready for what is to come. Next week, we move back to the past again, to the next of our solo interludes. The past of Mob. See you soon. Safe travels, my friends. <laughs>